Okay. Kirsten. Somehow, in a, a podcast where we talk about movies, we left our viewers uh, on a... Uh, a cliffhanger. Cliffhanger. Yep. I don't know how we managed that, except I do, because... <laughs> yeah. uh, we had help. Thanks, Laz! Jay, remember how like oh uh, in maybe our one of our first five episodes we were like we were like you were said oh we're gonna start calling Laz Patillo Laz like we can go out and get a beer with him like we're buds. <laughs> I I I do remember saying that and little 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 did we know at the time uh, we have not gotten a beer with him but we've we've gotten letters. <laughs> yeah, we've gotten him in a way. <laughs> Before we get into that, this is uh, the Marmoset Chronicles, a personal retrospective. Somehow I'm still Kirsten, and somehow that's still Jay. Ah, uh, somehow, despite everything, it's it's still us. Kirsten, Jay, how are you? And I do mean that when I ask you how are you, I mean both how are you, my friend Kirsten, and also how are you grappling with what we have in front of us and what we need to kind of figure out what we want to do with. Well, Kirsten as a person is pretty okay. A lot of, like, things that have been stressing me out have fallen into place in the past week and a half, and I can start being excited about them instead of stressed out. Isn't that a great feeling? That's lovely, and I'm extremely happy for you. Thanks, but also immediately I got more things to be stressed out about because, uh, Laz Patillo made a Twitter, DM'd the both of us, and then sent us packages. In what about- the mail. <laughs> in the mail. In- how about uh, how about you, Jay? How are you with both of those things? You know, I, I've been doing okay. I've been getting a little bit more out of the house recently. I've been trying to like I've been trying to exercise a little more. I've been trying to eat a little better. General self-improvement things. And so, you know, I was feeling like, alright, I'm working on making some personal improvements that are gonna take a while, but I'm gonna be happy with. And then in the middle of that, this just kind of crashes in and he and and like is like, nah, motherfucker, you have to be confused about something. Why not this? And now here we are. Yeah. How do we even want to bring this up to the people listening? So, all right, well, let, let's tell them what we've sort of decided to do here so we know what's going on. Okay. You and I got these, you and I, as we said, last uh, episode, Laz Patillo, the, 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 the guy, um, DM'd he, us. Laz Patillo. The one, the one and only, the the author of the Chronicles Marmoset, um, Lazzatillo asked for our mailing addresses. He he DM'd both of us and and asked to mail something to us. And we, you know, finished the episode. You and I had a bit of a conversation about it, and we said, okay, sure, let's let's do it. And we both got packages, like you said, and these packages contained letters and and something else. And what we decided we wanted to do is. <sighs> Our journey with these movies have been defined... I mean, you know, obviously you and I both loved these movies for years and years and years before this podcast. Mm -hmm. I feel like, and I think you also feel like, step in wherever you want, but I I think we both feel like this podcast has kind of revolutionized our relationship with these movies. Not in the sense of everything's changed, but just in the sense of... It's codified now. Yeah, both of our relationships with these movies are forever influenced by having done this podcast. And yes. so it only felt right that we make this 
And whatever we decide to do with what Laz Patillo, really Laz Patillo, we think, has sent us here on the show. And so that's where we are. And now we're kind of just sitting here really trying to decide, you know, we're, we're in this boat piloted by you and me and... And Laz Patillo, apparently. It, well, I, I, and and on this boat is, all, is our listeners and everyone who's done anything with the show, interacted with it, and cared about us with this show. And now Laz Patillo has just, you know, radioed in and said... Surprise, motherfucker, there's a landslide on the river going down the way you're going to take this boat. You have to go take this other new way, and we don't know where this is going. And so here we are with this boat. Kirsten, how are you enjoying the boat? Uh, I'll be honest, I was a little bit seasick, because apparently um, (laughs) one of the most famous directors of the past 50 years has actively been listening to us, like, lovingly mock his movies. And he stole all the life vests. Yes, and, like, there is there is sort of, like... So, when creating any kind of fan media, there is sort of an expectation that the person who made the media you're making fan media of is never going to actually interact with your fan media. Mm-hmm. So, like, I imagine it's a little bit... It, it would be kind of shocking if, you know, somebody made fan art of a book and the author like retweeted it that that's probably kind of like that causes some heart palpitations i can imagine that that does happen but yes absolutely like that that is a thing that happens i know people it's happened to but but it's very rare and strange but you don't make it for that reason yeah but especially it's really weird when you're making a piece of fan media specifically about criticism yeah about our own criticism and about the world of criticism really And, uh, so that's a weird place to be, but we're in this place together, and we have decided to share at least some of this stuff with you guys, um, partially because there's an implication that, uh, Laz would like us to. (laughs) Yeah, there is, yeah. when Mr. Laz Batillo requests that you do something, um... (laughs) You do it? Yeah. You fucking do it. So yeah, I I guess, do do you want to say anything else before we get into this, or should we just read these letters. Let's just throw ourselves off the boat. Okay, let's throw ourselves off the boat. Do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first? How about you go first? Okay, yeah, I, I think that works better. Um, Alright. So this is what Les sent me. It was this letter and uh, the other contents which you'll learn about over the course of the letter in a in a very uh, worn box, a worn package. Postmarked, we, you know, that's, that's a whole other can of worms. Alright, Here it is. Here is what he sent me. To Jay. I hope I find yourself and your co-host in good spirits. Or at least as good as can be expected from two young people trapped in physical forms on a rock careening into more and more uncertain times. I'm sure you're wondering how it is that I came across the work you two have done on your show. And why it is that I've gone so far as to write you. The answer to the first question is that a person can claim humility and selflessness all they like, but in the age of the search engine, I don't think any of us is above a good Google search of their own name and creations. As you know, once upon a time, I was very vocal about my audience not knowing me just because of their love of my work. I felt that way for many years, and those feelings still have a seat at the table, but as the years have pulled distance between myself and that very same audience, I found myself with more snippets of curiosity these last few years of what that audience says about my movies, decades removed. 
As for the other question, just as you don't know me just because you understand some of what I was going for while directing, I don't know you just because I've heard you and your co-host go back and forth about Evangelion. And he spells that A-Y-V-A-N-G-E-L-L-I-O-N. And then says, forgive my spelling, I still have no idea what that is. Catch yourself lucky, Laz. <laughs> and I'm not here to give you answers. I'll toss a few your co-host's way and let the two of you fight over them. Very, very... Cute, lass. So, while I don't know you, I want you to know that I don't wish to try to. And likewise, yourselves and your listeners should have no desire to know me. You know all you need to know about me through my work. Everything I have wanted out there is out there. Likewise, your listeners know everything about you and what you have deemed acceptable. We all create measured versions of ourselves, tailored to an image of what we hope to be. Criticism is not celebration. If fans rejoicing over something they love is a party, criticism is what happens the day after. Cleaning up sick and soil, examining broken windows and door frames, following up sober on things you did while high as a kite. And the two of you are doing that. You're not dancing in reverie over some shit I filmed in the 70s and 80s, not pretending nostalgia that isn't yours. Instead, you're talking about it as what you are, a couple kids who weren't even born yet. The identity of my work is colored by the things inspired by it, and those which inspired it. At the end of the day, as a creator, I would rather the audience see all the colors than only diagnose the aquamarine. <laughs> which is... Mm. oh boy. You have done the same in how you talk about them, bringing in the movies and shows and books and whatever else has stuck in your craw during your journey on this earth. And for that, I will give you a dose of thanks. Enclosed, you will find something I made not very long ago. Even here, this year has been isolating and changing, and this is a product of that. I've decided to send it to you and let you decide what to do with it from there. I will not say whether you're the only ones in possession of copies of this. After all, that would ruin the suspense. Also, don't worry, I got your obligatory Star Wars reference off in your co-host's letter. Sincerely, El Patillo. And this is what mine says. Kirsten, I'm glad to be talking to you in a medium I consider a valid form of communication. I do not consider Twitter, quote, DMs as that. Over the past weeks, I have been enjoying your work, not because I like hearing people talk about my work, but because it brings an old man joy to know that I'm still being discussed by the youth, capital T, capital Y, and not only some high-concept academy who decides what movies are good and which aren't. The former has always been more important to me, as I will discuss more with your co-host. Not to ruin the mystique, but to answer a few of your questions before we go on. I don't have a secret wife. Nancy was only correct about the things I did not want her to be correct about. The Shadow Kit was probably more of an experiment than was smart for a full-length feature film. And I can't tell you too much about mine and George's falling out because of lawyer reasons, though I can say that the initial blow was dealt because of what happened to a chair which served as a set piece on the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> I just... We can unpack that later. We need to unpack that later. It continues. Writing to you is a strange decision on my part. I know this about myself and about the state of both the world and the world's perspective on my movies. My time in the spotlight has gone by. The torch for people pointing cameras at things to tell good stories has been thoroughly passed, I think, for the best. And that is what endeared me to your work. It's hard to wrap your head around the idea that two or three generations of human beings have never lived in a world without your work as a touchstone. I did not make the Marmoset Chronicles for anyone. There were some times in my life where I wasn't even sure if I was making them for me. 
But I made them, and I put them into the world, and they have been some of the only things I've ever felt the need to make in that way. I left the public eye in part because I started to feel like it didn't mean much of anything. Eight movies that are more style than substance. Eight ruminations on a theme that I, the goddamn writer, still can't articulate any other way. Eight things for people to argue about for hours and then not do anything else with. My legacy felt, to use your own words, like laminating a paper towel, something eternal but fundamentally worthless. But listening to you two talk in small words about small moments about how these movies have shaped your life personally, well, I suppose it reminded me that a touchstone for three generations isn't nothing after all. Enjoy the rest of the package. This isn't announcing anything, but there are things I suddenly felt like sharing. Again, more information is with your co-host. Always have a rope ladder. Best <laughs> El Patillo. <laughs> this is the most surreal thing that's ever happened to me. Yeah, I... And one time I thought I was going to be abducted by aliens. This is more surreal <laughs> than my alien abduction story. I... I, and I'm sure when, when Laz hears that, he'll be very happy to hear he's surpassed aliens. I I don't really know where to begin. Like, I guess, Mr. Batillo, if you're listening to this, thank you. Thanks? I, uh, what, so Actually, no no question mark there. Like, thank you. Yeah, this is awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but uh, th- th- that question mark was not like, we're not grateful. It's like, this is really, really strange. Yeah, it's like, it's like I, I think we both feel like we're in some sort of fever dream, and this started over a week ago. Yeah. I, I'm trying to, like, gather my initial thoughts over all of this, because he's, I mean, shit, like, I feel very humbled by the fact that he had this kind of emotion and thought based on our podcast. Like, that's, that's my first thing is, I guess, I guess, kind of like how he's talked about it being humbling to, to know there's generations of people or not humbling. It's hard for him to wrap his head around the idea that there's all these people like us who grew up after he made these movies. It's similarly hard for me to think about this podcast in a world after he listened to it. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I, I, I suddenly feel it's it's not an uncomfortableness thing. It, it, it's more just like I. It, it, I, 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 you know, you and I have always talked about his stuff with the understanding, I feel like, that we didn't know him. Like, we don't know Laz Patillo, you know, even now we don't. Yeah. But with the understanding that we were going to do our best to talk about his stuff without ever, like, just slandering him, but also while being fair, right? While, yeah. while yeah. being very fair and even and honest about what it was we were doing. And I hope we lived up to that. I, I feel like we must have done something right if we got this far now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... I don't really want to, like, analyze the this these letters on air. That feels weird and voyeuristic. And, no, yeah. But uh, real quick, like, just before we get into the serious stuff, uh, uh, apparently a, uh, a chair that was a set piece on, on a movie... What the fuck? The, ...ruined the... Rela- was the, 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 the first step in ruining the relationship between George Lucas and Laz Patillo. I want to know which chair and why... <laughs> Were there a lot of chairs? In the Millennium Falcon? I mean, there's however many are in the cockpit. That might be it, I feel like. I I feel like, I feel like I've been, I've just been handed more questions. I was not yeah, handed an like, answer. I was handed more questions. Maybe, I, I don't know. Maybe, 
It's gotta be like he disagreed with who was sitting where in the cockpit or something. Like the feng shui is all off. Or or maybe it was <laughs> maybe it was his chair and he like <laughs> lent it to him because they like ran out of budget to buy another chair. And oh uh, and then he didn't get it back. Laz, if that's it, don't let us know. I wanna speculate on this forever. No, because I also I guess I also realized that like with all these answers to these, like, questions that he gave me, no, no, none of them, very, very, uh, on purpose, I'm, I'm sure, none of these are real answers to anything. But, but it made me realize that I don't really need those answers. Yeah, Nancy was only correct about the things I didn't want her to be correct about. Like, oh, that's, yeah. that's a great non I, I will say I do feel vindicated about the Shadow Kit. <laughs> a little bit. Too, a little bit too much of an experiment. I, I, I can respect him for admitting yeah. that, too. This is these two letters are why Jay and I have had a very trippy two weeks. Uh, also, yeah. because we were both uh, trying to track down working VCRs. Yes, yeah. So he sent us VHS tapes. I don't know if we explicitly said that, but what he sent us were VHS tapes, and there is some stuff on them that he made that uh, we've never seen before, and we, you know, I'll, I'm happy to keep doing research, but I don't think anyone else has seen before. Or if they have, they certainly haven't talked about it. Mm-hmm. And so what Kirsten and I need to do here now is decide whether or not and how we're going to talk about it. Mm-hmm. So how you doing, Kirsten? <laughs> oh, you know, the usual stuff. I'm sitting in my laundry room uh, recording a podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, th- hey, that's a, that's a peek behind the curtain, guys. I record this sitting in a laundry room. And I record it sitting in a walk-in closet. We're very low budget. Uh, <laughs> We're indie. It, it's... <gasps> I, I, I like to think that Loud will be proud. How about this? How hmm. about we talk about this in increments and we can talk about some stuff, decide if we're comfortable, and then keep going on? How about we start with this? Did you mm-hmm. like it? Yeah, I think I did. Um, you know, it was... It's weird. It's in talking about it right now. Even I, I get why he didn't release anything for so long. Like mm-hmm. what we watched said to me that he has probably been working on other smaller projects in the decades since the Marmoset Chronicles. Yes, you know, just in terms of like oh, thing, the, the skill involved uh, for what seemed like a pretty small production. Yeah, I liked it and. It made me really think about why whatever he's worked on in the decades between then and now never saw the public eye. And I, mm-hmm. I, I think I know the reason why, and it's something you and I have talked about. I, I, you know, I'm, My guess about the reason why, based on what we've seen, is that it has a lot to do with the insurmountable expectations that happens after you make the Marmoset Chronicles. It's like, what else do you make after the Marmoset, after the Marmoset Chronicles? Chronicles yeah. Do you just keep perpetually making the Marmoset Chronicles or things that mirror the Marmoset Chronicles? At what point you do you decide, well, I'm going to do my best to divorce myself from those perceptions of people who are always going to expect mm-hmm. something like it or a new chapter in it or, you know, a new episode of a podcast about it, whatever. And, and, you know, I, I guess my wa- my viewing of it was, was enjoyable, but also very colored by the fact that I was kind of just thinking about that the whole time. Yeah. How about you? Um, I liked it because I don't think that this is ever going to be a movie. I'm not entirely sure, but it's going to be. Mm-hmm. And I had a lot of fun watching it, trying to figure out what it's supposed to be. 
mm-hmm. more than anything else, because I don't think that this is supposed to be, because uh, obviously it isn't long enough to be a feature film. I don't think this is something that's supposed to round out to a fe- uh, feature-length film, right. but I do think it's a part of something bigger. And, you know, uh, we, we've mentioned before that, like, if I want Laz Patillo to do anything else, I want him to do a prestige TV show. <laughs> yeah. I want him to do something with, uh, like, high budget and a lot of room to wiggle around and do whatever he wants in. Yeah. Um, and this kind of, I think, enforced that opinion in me. This made me think that uh, that uh, something like a short, short-run TV show would work very well for him. But it also kind of made me reconsider the idea that it had to be prestige and that maybe he could really flourish with a lower budget and maybe he prefers to work in lower budget stuff. Make it a web series, fuck. He, Jay. Yeah. He put quotation marks around DMs (laughs) and spelled Evangelion with an A. Hey, he knew what Google was. Do you think think Laz Patillo will be able to upload something to YouTube? (laughs) No, but he probably has, like, friends who would or, like, I don't know, a wife or something. I don't know. The secret wife he doesn't have. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, no, he did confirm that. Yeah, I I, I think it's interesting what you said there, though. Like, I'll ask you, do you think, when you say you do feel like it's part of something bigger, do you mean that literally or just in the sense of it being a step forward for him? Because I, I because personally, I, I don't know that I'm with you on, you know what it is? I, I, it's not even necessarily that I don't see it as something that could be a first part of a bigger thing he's working on. It's, more that I don't think it matters. Or I, I, I maybe I don't want it to matter right now. Okay. Like, I, I, I think, and doing this podcast with you has made me only more aware of this, I think it is a lot of the times way more interesting to look at a director's work over the scope of their entire career from canon to canon. Whether that mm-hmm. is a big series of movies to some individual stuff, or only individual works, or TV shows, books, whatever... I think the evolution of someone's craft over their career is its own canon, and mm-hmm. I care about it a lot more as a new piece in that meta canon than I really care if it's like the pilot episode of a TV show or the first 30 minutes of a movie he wants to make or an idea he'll redo into something bigger later. I, I don't care because that's not what we're looking at. I... I, I I don't know. Maybe maybe that's me being closed-minded about it. But I I think it's almost like I <laughs> after reading him after thinking about expectations and all that. I feel like if we think too hard about it as part of a bigger thing, we're gonna jinx the damn thing. Yes. You know um, what I mean. <laughs> I that, don't know. that being said, I, I also have no expectations for this being part of a bigger thing. Um, yeah. It really just kind of like I said affirmed my opinions on if Laz Patillo is coming back, what my dream thing for him to do would be. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, great use of the word metacanon. Usually I'm the one throwing around words like that. Um, <laughs> I had to have my turn once in a while. Yeah, yeah. Um, l- listen, you, 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 we've definitely earned it over the course of this. Um, I, oh, yeah. I was oh, yeah. Apparently I was practicing in this w- uh, because I would um, soon be uh, making the decision to go and get a master's in English. Um <laughs> And I, I think that, like, the only the only way you can really justify uh, use, uh, going to get that particular degree is if you uh, routinely think about things like a metacanon. Right. 
That's valid. I don't think you're wrong. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, so what? What is? What is? Yeah. And one. One of us had to. You know. One of us had to be that level of academic, and it sure as fuck wasn't gonna be me. I told you multiple times during college, and have only stood stronger since that I'm never going back to school. And I told you, I'm probably gonna end up back in school. And I told you, I know. <laughs> as everyone did. <laughs> but yeah. Um. I don't know, that, that's where my head's at, and I, I guess, like, I guess what it comes down to is the question of what we do want to do with this, because we've just sat here for 15 minutes talking about a short film that no one listening to this podcast has seen. As Laz said, you know, we don't even know if we're the only ones to have this. Maybe he's, maybe we need to relay with other Marmoset Chronicles podcasts and YouTube channels and whatever else to see if anyone else has, you know, gotten a copy, but, like, Hey, there are, the, the, some, there are some video essayists I'd love to reach out to. <laughs> oh, sure, absolutely. But, like, at the end of the day, I think the question is, we've kind of been given some power here. Do we show this to anyone? Do we show this to anyone, or do we just, like, talk about it? Do we say anything else about it than we've already said? There's a dog in it. Yeah, I hope, I hope it's Laz Patillo's it. dog. It's a really cute fucking dog. Yep. Um, there's there's a dog in it. It's got there's fluffy, a, soft looking ears. It's really fucking cute. Th- th- there's there's a, a thing called Triangle Complex in it, which is just a great name. Uh, it, it's it's got some ideas in it that I think are great. There's um, some um, really really fun kind of low low budget SFX things that I had a really good time with. It's the, and, the costumes are really good. Like I, I there's a story to it. Yeah. And I don't know, because the question here isn't, like, if we tell them what it's about, we can't tell them what it's about and not show it to people. Mm -hmm. I'm of two minds about it, because on one hand, I think it's easy to be like, oh, well, Laz sent this to us, he wants us to share it with the world. But on the other hand, he doesn't fucking say that. But on the other other hand, I almost get the impression that he doesn't entirely care. Like, th- th- he he writes in, you know, the end of the, the letter to me, I will not say whether or not you're the only ones in possession of copies of them. After all, that would ruin the suspense. I almost read that as the suspense for him. Like, like I kind of get the impression that he has sent these off to you and me and maybe, maybe someone some else, people. who knows, and is kind of letting it be out of his hands from there. See, because, L- like, like, the journalist in me is like, we gotta break it. Mm-hmm. But... The, like, person half of me is like, this is ours. Hee 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 hee. I, yeah, I don't know if I'd be comfortable showing it to people. I, I, I think a lot about, like, yeah, he sent us he sent it to us, but that, that's not the same as, like, saying, yes, everyone gets to see this. I don't yeah. know. I, I always think about, like, uh, what the fuck is the name of it? Go Set a Watchman, the, the unfinished oh, yeah. early draft of To Kill a Mockingbird that was stolen from Harper Lee's basically deathbed deathbed and sold as if it was a sequel in a way that it's not like that's obviously not what we're doing here because he gave us this but i can't help myself from feeling a little bit the same way about it like i i think there is power in knowing when to release something and not release something right knowing when to start something knowing when to end something i think keeping that power all your own is one really important and two that's part of why Laz has the legacy. I think 
part of the reason we revere, you know, obviously we revere Laz Patillo because his movies are fantastic. I also think there's mystique added to him, and I know he's listening to this and probably smirking because he knows there's mystique added to his identity by the fact that he made these and vanished. Yes. You know, like we we've we have not been shy about that. No. Like I think that's under his control, and I think mm-hmm. I would not personally want to take that control away. How about this? Mm-hmm. How about we leave everyone with this? There is more Laz Patillo creations in existence. And it sounds like perhaps Laz Patillo is getting to a point where he's becoming comfortable with sharing them. Mm-hmm. And how about for right now, we just kind of leave it at that. We can, And then we say, it's exciting stuff. And it's different, and it's not really something we've seen from Laz before, and it's not really something uh, that a lot of people are doing right now. And that makes it really fun. And I think that's something to look forward to. Yeah, I, I couldn't have said that better myself. In the age of spoilers and written-by-committee giant blockbuster movies and those blockbuster movies taking ideas that have a lot of soul and then processing them until they're soulless. Let's just leave it at that. Yeah, and and at the same time, just to add to that, because I I could not have said any of that better myself, but to add to it, I think also there's the fact that this isn't more Marmoset Chronicles. You know, like, you and I have spent 20 weeks talking about the Marmoset Chronicles and deliberating on the movies and all these things surrounding the movies and we can keep reaching forever for more things connected to these movies but like the fact is they're done you know and, and yeah. like that that's that's not to say i i could not be prouder of the the stuff we've done here both talking about the movies and all this other stuff surrounding them you know from from the books to the comics to the musical to everything else but like the guy is moving on and i i almost feel like the more we... I would rather help set the stage for him to do whatever he does next than perpetuate only his movies from the 70s and 80s being what he's talked about for. Yes. He's he, if he, he's moving on, and where he's moving on to is compelling, and God damn it, he deserves it. Yes. And, um, let's... Yeah. You you should all be excited, because I'm sure, I'm sure as hell excited. I'm I'm excited too. I I'm I'm excited for the spirit of moving on to what's next. Oh damn. Jay. Yep. Are we done with this podcast? That that's kind of what I was slowly realizing over that whole last diatribe. Yeah. I I I really feel that way. I I think I, and, and, you know, whether he meant to or not, I think Laz kind of gave us the last nudge we needed. Like, I, yeah. I feel great about everything we've done here, but I, I kind of feel like... Have we accomplished our mission? I... Kirsten, I think we've accomplished our mission, and I could not be more proud of the job we have done at it. Absolutely not. I agree. And, um... If... This is kind of, okay, we've accomplished the mission. Do you have any final thoughts? <laughs> um, you know, like, I don't know if I do. And and I feel like that's very anticlimactic since this is suddenly the end of this show. But, like, no, I, I guess... 
we, we, I think, have done a pretty good job over the course of this show of remembering that Laz Patillo is a person, right? Like, mm-hmm. and not not just in the sense of here's gossip around the behind the scenes of this movie, or here's stuff that might or might not have happened as written in this shitty book. Like, thanks, we Nancy. have, yeah, thanks, Nancy. We we've talked about Laz as a guy. We, we we've talked about it. I think partly because you and I are both people who are creative people working on stuff and and something that I think about a lot when I look at stuff I've written and worked on from when I was 15 and now is that we're kind of an assembly of the things we've made and a series of improvements on those things and you know that's true for anyone that's true for you know George Lucas when he went from working on the couple very early things he did to making Star Wars that's true of when you look at Martin Scorsese's early short films criticizing the Vietnam War to then what he does with Taxi Driver like yeah or it, you know it, Margaret Atwood going from sure. writing um a lot of basically like very short stories about like women with tumors to you know writing the fucking handmaiden's tale and then basically mm-hmm. being the bread and butter of literary science fiction for years yeah, like, you, you you have those evolutions, and Laz has certainly had that, but he's in a position I kind of don't envy, if yeah. I'm being honest. And, 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 what, and, like, I mean that because all of his evolution, at least just about all of it that we've seen, has been in this one series of movies. Mm-hmm. And you can see how he develops as a director over those movies. It's eight of the goddamn things. It's 16 years of his life. Yes. But, like, don't imprison any creator you care about within the confines of a thing that you like that they did. Yes. You you know, I we all have a creator we like and something they've made that to us is the definitive thing by them. Mm-hmm. But I would always rather celebrate watching that creator than go off and make something completely different. You know, like... Mm-hmm. D- uh, I, I, I'm a big fan of Brian Lee O'Malley, who's the, the graphic novelist who did Scott Pilgrim. Um, okay. After he did Scott Pilgrim, he did a graphic novel called Seconds, which is same art style. It's one big volume, completely unrelated. And like, at first, I had this weird thing in my head of like, is this is so weird that this is the one of the final pop culture things I'll ever bring up on this show. But like, I, I always had this thing early on of like, oh, well, it doesn't have the same kinds of humor as Scott Pilgrim quite. It's not aiming for the same things. And then I read it later and I was like, no, idiot, it doesn't. He already did that. Yeah. And so I, I guess I'd say that for Laz Batillo and anyone else, like, he's already made what he's made. Let him do whatever the fuck he wants next and right. celebrate the ways in which those things are different from what has come before. Yeah. Well said, Jay. I think, no, I think that's a really good point. How, how about you? Do you have any other final thoughts? I'm sorry, I kind of went long um, there. Um, I guess just, uh, the Marmosa Chronicles are great. Yeah, and they're, they're really fucking good movies. And they're important to me. And thanks for making them, Laz. Thank uh, you. Thanks yeah. for putting these awesome stories in the world. And I guess, like, in a broader sense, like, stories matter. And pop culture matters. And the the stories that you love and the media that you love matters to you and matters to who you are. And that's okay. Yeah. No, No matter what kind of media that is. And it's okay to love stories from the past, and it's okay to, in- to embrace stories that are going to be told in the future. And uh, that's awesome. 
All of that is awesome. We live in a world filled with stories to enjoy and tell each other and show your friends. And we're living in a time where it's so easy to access all of them and rewatch them whenever you want and talk to people who also love this thing. Isn't it amazing to be a person right now? Like it, it, it also it also it's also sucks to be a person right now because the the past four months have been uh a, just every day is a new screaming hellfire. But it's also like what an incredible time to be alive, and what an incredible time to be a creator who wants to create things and show people the things that you can do. God, isn't yeah. the, sometimes the world is awesome, and sometimes people are all right, and sometimes it takes good narrative to remind you of that. So thanks, Laz, for everything. Thank you, Laz, and thank you to everyone out there listening. Yeah. Thank, seriously, thank thank everybody listening. This has been an absolutely incredible journey. Uh, I'm sure we'll pop in the Discord and chat about it later. Uh, Speaking of the Discord, I guess for the final time, should we say where people can find us on the internet? They should. We should. We should absolutely say that as both a, uh, a reminder of where to find us next and, uh, you know, because we just do it every episode. Yeah. <laughs> Final, final bit of habit. Kirsten, for, I guess, the final time on this show, where can people find you on the internet? You can all find me on Twitter at Kirsten M. Writes. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Kirsten Me and Writes. Uh, the Twitter is a lot more random bullshit I'm thinking about, and the Instagram is a lot more kind of structured thinking about poetry and books uh, cause I'm, that's kind of my thing. Um, and, uh, if you can find me at any more places in the future, I'll let you know on either of those two platforms. Hey Jay, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter at Extreme Salsing. Uh, you can find me on Letterboxd also at Extreme Salsing. I'm on YouTube at Hi I'm Jay, uh, which, you know, who knows, maybe I'll do something on again, but it's kind of on hiatus for some other stuff I'm working on that you can hear about in at some point on the future on Twitter. Um, and also, we have been part of the Orange Groves Podcast Network, which we are always thankful to be a part of. Uh, join the Discord that Kirsten mentioned before, the Orange Groves Discord, and we have our own channel in there. Listen to some other shows that, that, you, that might strike your fancy. Um... I don't know. It's like I'm trying to recommend one, but it's our final episode. It doesn't feel right playing favorites. Listen to all of them. Find your new favorite podcast. There's like a dozen of them right there. There's uh, something for everyone's taste. And we could not have been more grateful to be part of this community. Absolutely. And um, for the last time, I suppose, everybody, take care of yourself. Take care of each other. Uh, take care of your community and communities that need your help. Um, go watch some fucking movies. Yeah. Whatever's going on, we're going to go through it. Go watch a movie you love. Go read your favorite book. Go read your favorite book. Go read another book by that author. I've... Have... Be well. Bye, guys. Bye.